All right, y'all, we are back, and we got an informative show today, as we always do. This is Never Out of Bounds, and this is your man, El Jamal. We're going to get into some of this word on the street. We're going to talk about some Ethiopia and Eritrea. Uh, they've been working on, at least on the Ethiopian side, they've been working on trying to you know, get to the get to the bottom of this and solve some problems. We we're also going to talk about the results of the California state election. The Democrats were hoping to carry their blue wave. We're going to see how that did. And then we're also going to talk about uh, the immigrant children that are being stripped from their parents and placed in these um, these holding facilities. And then also we're going to get into sports. We're going to get into some NBA. We're going to get into some of the draft. And we're going to probably preview. Yeah, we're going to definitely preview some of the finals. And then we'll also get into some football news, too. Uh, Trump is very mad at the Eagles. So we we have a few things to talk about, and we're going to get right into it. I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, y'all. So we back. And what on the street is, Ethiopia is hopefully looking to end the beef for the Eritrea. They recently decided to up, uh, uphold the results of the Border Commission. Now, the Border Commission was established in 2000 after the war between Ethiopia and Eritrea first started officially. And it was in hopes to, you know, dr- to basically draw out some better boundaries and hopefully keep the f- will stop the fighting. But uh, there was a, t- uh, a border town, uh, specifically uh, the name of by the name of Badme, and also a couple of border issues that just the Ethiopians at the time weren't necessarily willing to agree with so the fighting never stopped they never retreat uh they never uh rescinded their troops so therefore eritrea they kept up their standing army and since the early 2000s they've uh they've been doing a lot of uh fighting and tens of thousands of people have been killed and or displaced so it's good to kind of finally see them taking at least taking the steps to improve the situation. It's always good to see black people, whether it's at home or abroad, doing something to bring themselves closer together. Like I said, this has been a a, a an issue that's been going on since the, really the early 90s. Uh, and it's just like I said, it's displaced a lot of different people. And, it, you know, it's not. Well, it, it's actually, like I said, it's a, ser- a, mu- a very serious issue. But again, Ethiopia is starting to take the steps in order to, you know, make things better. Eventually, they're going to have to do things like uh, take away their army from certain border uh, border stations and things like that in order to help out Eritrea do the same thing. But it looks like they're willing to talk things out. And that's always a good sign. In other news, in local, more local news, the California state elections were yesterday, and this was a primary election. So, and and, and one of the things uh, that's unique about California is in their election, their primary election for governor, they're basically, it's basically who's the, the most popular two candidates regardless of party affiliation. If they win, if they won this election in June 5th, they'll be on November's ballot. Uh, so it was a, it was a case in which there could have been two Republicans, John Cox and another, uh, top Republican, or it could have been, uh, Antonio Bella Ragosa, former mayor of LA, who's a Democrat and Gavin Newsom, uh, former mayor of San Francisco, former lieutenant governor of California. So it could have been either two Republicans, like I said, or two uh, Democrats. This is a unique way that California does its political, uh, I guess its political political system. But um, in terms of the governor's race, it looks like it's going to be a race between Gavin Newsom and Republican John Cox. In other uh 
I guess other uh, other races. You have uh, Barbara Lee winning a Senate race. Also, Diane Feinstein, Maxine Waters. Those are some uh, more notable Democratic victories. Also, you have Young Kim from Orange County becoming the first Korean American to hold a major party nomination. Um, in other races, you had uh, a Secretary of State, and you had that uh, Alex Padilla, uh, Padilla coming out on the winner of that. Uh, you also had the Lieutenant Governor's race, and the winner of that you have Eleni Kunalakis beating out uh, the incumbent Ed Hernandez. And another interesting race that I thought was very interesting uh, was was the nomination for Attorney General uh, Javier Bracera. Uh, it was good. Well, it, I think it's um, very interesting to see because the other candidates were pro right wing, pro three strike laws, and all that. So it's good to see kind of somebody not necessarily in that in that rigid uh, conservative background, uh, in my opinion, uh, in that type of position. Uh, also, other notable. Uh, uh, other notable propositions uh, there was the transportation tax that allowed all taxes on trans transportation to be uh, t uh, all taxes that are taxed on uh, transportation they're going to be all funds are going to be allocated to uh, improving transportation whether that be bus fares uh, bus lines things like that road repairs things like that also there will be a fee hike on the on the bay bridges all bri all bi uh, bridges throughout the bay area uh that it will be i believe they will they're currently at six they will go up to nine i personally think it's bullshit i'm not a fan of it at all this is I don't know why would people vote yes on this. I don't know who's putting this in that people in people's ears, telling them that this is something that we need. I think, you know, the price of living, if you count the price of living, the price of a lot of things out here is just so exorbitantly expensive anyways. Plus the fact that we're paying the most at the at the pump in the nation. I think it's another scam, another way to just nickel and diamonds out here in this state, this beautiful state I call home. And it's just it's just ridiculous. I don't think. I, and first of all. I'm not even I'm not even be honest with you. I'm not even a fan of the structure of the new Golden Gate Bridge. I don't think it's safe. I think another it was another scam to swindle us out of some more money. Uh, it's just I guess more fees. That's what the that's that's what they want. Right. They want us to keep paying. I'm not necessarily a fan of it myself, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and we'll, when we get right back, we'll uh, have the sporting news for you. I know we got some NFL stories. We got some MLB. Uh, we're also going to go over the Stanley Cup finals and also we're going to end it up with the NBA finals. Yeah, y'all, looks like the Warriors have gone up three zip. And like I said, I've never had a dog in a fight, but it's looking mighty ugly for the Cavs. So we'll talk about it in a little bit. Y'all stick around. All right, y'all. So we back, and we're going to get into these sports. And we're going to start with the NFL, like I said. And um, the big news from here is we all will, uh, you may or may not have heard about Trump and the uh, the, the, the Philly, the Eagles. And um, they were, you know, how all Super Bowl winners are. They're invited, you know, for a little photo op with the president, the tour of the White House. It's a it's a big tradition. All sports, you know, all the championship, you know, winners do it. You know, NBA, same thing. MLB, same thing. Uh, but this year, uh, this year in particular, with all the, you know, with the well, there's a rift right now between we and we all know about it between the league, the players, and then Trump with his influence, and one of the more vocal teams against him. 
uh, has always been the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, now, more no- more notably, Malcolm Jenkins, and you know, it, and I, you know, and I, I do side with the players. I mean, they've act, they've for years they've been actively uh, a lot of them been actively involved in their communities, outside of just Colin Kaepernick, uh, for you know a long amount of time. Uh, Chris Long has also donated some of his time and his money uh, to education initiatives in in the Philadelphia community as well. And, you know, Malcolm Jenkins highlighted that today. He spoke, well, he didn't necessarily speak to the media today, but he had a series of, um, he had a series of poster boards that he wanted to share. And each one of them had basically some facts that he was sharing and, you know, about, you know, what's going on in the country and also about what, you know, NFL players are doing to help with that. And he ended everything off with something that's important. And at the end of the day, it will, he's definitely right. And, you know, you're still not listening. And that's pretty much the, the case. The league isn't listening. Trump isn't listening. And, you know, the media isn't listening. And then that's why there's this, this, you know, distance between us. And Trump decided that, you know, he wanted to take away his invite and say, well, can't we'll cancel it and we'll just have a celebration of America Day and armed forces. And we're going to push nationalism. That's OK. At the expense of silencing other people. That's what you want to do. It's not really OK, but that's what you're going to do. And people aren't going to mess with you. You know, they're not going to want to show up to your to your White House tours. They're not going to want to just smile with you because they they know what the deal is. They know you don't care. They know that there's a such thing as a black identity extremist, but the KKK and white nationalist groups and other hate groups aren't even listed in in the FBI under, under the FBI groups of, of terrorists. So, you know, I don't think the players care, quite honestly. And I don't think Trump wants to talk about those issues or the improvement of those issues. So there's no real reason for real people that are really involved in their community to really get involved. Now, recently, he's pardoned a couple people. He's pardoned Jack Johnson, former heavyweight champion, uh, one of the, the well, actually the first black heavyweight champion. Uh, he was caught up in some legal issues, uh, I believe, well, I think throughout his career, more so when he retired, but eventually, uh, I think he was imprisoned or somehow, or, you know, uh, but uh, apparently Trump pardoned him in a grand ceremony with current heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder and Lennox Lewis, a former British champion. And, you know, it's supposed to be this great event, you know, and also he uh, also granted clemency to this uh, 63 year old uh, woman who was serving some time for a nonviolent offense. She was not going to get parole. She was on life without parole. And, you know, Kim Kardashian shows up and does all that. They have a discussion about prison reform. And that's supposed to change things. Well, if you really wanted to help Trump, if you really wanted to help Trump, I'd say you'd be talking, if you really wanted to help, you know, black people really in general i i'd say you'd 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 prosecute the police when they shoot unarmed black people and i think the media should also do their part in making sure that 
black victims are not then demonized and then made to be thugs or somehow, you know, you know how the media likes to twist it. And, you know, instead of meeting up with Kim Kardashian or Kanye, how about you meet up with a Maxine Waters or a Cory Booker? Kamala Harris, somebody who's actually involved in black, the black community for real, for real, not just somebody who's, you know, dating a black guy. Don't get me wrong. It's not, I'm not saying that she has nothing to offer. I'm not going to, you know, discredit her like that. But when your whole, when that's all your, your reform talks, if that's who is going to sit in on that, is that, is, is a celebrity? Then I think that's an issue. I think you're, you know, you're basically, you know, you're, you're, he's making everything, you know, like an episode of a TV show, you know. Well, look, we got Kim Kardashian here. Of course, we're relating to you. To whom, per se? Because she doesn't relate to black people other than the fact that she dates Kanye. So who does, and we already know Kanye is iffy with us anyways. You got some people that'll that'll talk about his his new album. Oh, it's nice now, but two three weeks ago everybody was hating him. So I I ain't buying that he's all representative as a, a representative of black people either. Maybe Trump, you should talk to Barbara Lee. Maybe you should talk to people like I don't know Tony Villarosa, Gavin Newsom, or maybe people you know people that you know actually care about. You know, actual civil rights for a change instead of a celebrity. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe then the Eagles and the rest of us real folk will take you seriously. People that actually got to, you know, work. People that actually got to, you know, deal with the police on a daily basis. Maybe we'll give a damn. But until then, it's all for show. It's all to get us to go along with it and be comfortable with it because it's a face that we all know. That's all. And the Eagles see past that. And a lot of other people see see past that too. And, you know, I'm not buying it. I think it's all, like I said, it's, it's all for sure when it comes to Trump. This is another season of The Apprentice for him. Anyways, off to the MLB. And the draft is just about wrapped up, and we're gonna take a, a uh, you know, a second to look at some winners and some draft losers. And let's start off with some draft winners here. We're gonna start off with the Chicago White Sox, and uh, with the number four pick, they were able to get one of the best hitters out of college, uh, Oregon State, uh, Nick Madrigal, and he averaged a 3.95 average last year, uh, average this this spring actually, with 12 extra base hits, and he only had five, uh, he only struck out five times in 130 appearances at bat, so that's pretty cool. And at number 46, they were able to get uh, Steel Walker from Oklahoma. He averaged a 3.52 uh, this this spring, and also thir- uh, 13 home runs. They were able to round it out with a couple of pitchers, solid pitchers, uh, Connor uh, Pinkleton from Mississippi State, and then uh, Jonathan uh, Stever. Uh, then also another winner we have at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they were able to get a couple of solid pitchers, starting with uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Libertore, 
a high school senior. He's the number four prospect according to MLB.com. The 6'6 uh, left-handed pitcher, like I said, was one of the top high school recruits. Uh, number, Like I said, number four prospect overall. He went 81 last year with a .93 ERA and 104 strikeouts. Uh, then they also got another left-handed pitcher, uh, Sh- uh, Shane uh, McLehan from uh, University of S- uh, Southern Florida at the 31st pick. Uh, he didn't have great numbers in terms of win and losses, but he had a decent ERA with three uh, 3.42 and then 120 strikeouts. And then he has a, a decent 100-mile-an-hour fastball. And the rest of his uh, pitches clock pretty high. Um, and in terms of draft losers, though, uh, let's go. We're going to talk about the Phillies. They only have one pick in the top 100. And they basically... Ended up picking a uh, basically just got some pitchers. Um, they ended up getting uh, pitcher Colton Eastman from Cal State Fullerton, and then also Dominic Pimpkin. Uh, uh, they really they've been struggling a lot lately in terms of really scouting, and uh, basically they just were able to pretty much get a couple holes filled more so in the pitcher. Pitcher, pitch, uh, pitching side of things, they weren't really able to get a good fit in terms of somebody who could bat for them, though. Uh, in terms of just rotation and everything, they like I said, they only had one pick in the top 100, and then they were only able to get a couple decent pitchers, more so for their farm system, anyways. And then another loser, unfortunately, uh, the Cubs. Uh, they didn't do as well this year. They were able to get uh, the at the number twenty four pick. They were able to get Nico Horner from Stanford, and he batted a three forty nine at shortstop. However, he could possibly move to third, uh, just to be more effective. And he did pretty good. In, uh, he was a three year starter in college, so he was pretty good. He does have some experience. He's more than likely to go to the minor leagues first possibly triple a and then at number 77 they drafted another high school senior uh cole redderer uh he's a high school senior and he's pretty much coming off uh, the outfitter is pretty much coming off the shoulder injury so he could have gone higher but again since he didn't really have a great season last last year stats wise uh, or excuse me this year this spring uh he pretty much went late in the second i think actually early third round and you know what let's go straight to this nhl we're gonna talk about some stanley cup finals the caps uh were able to win to win tonight against the golden knights of las vegas 6-2 extending their lead in the finals to 3-1 now this was a pretty um actually the knights did decently offensively despite only scoring two points what i mean by that is um they at least four players had at least four shot attempts. Uh, overall, they had 28 as a team. The, the, the thing is, uh, the the goalkeeper for uh, actually the goalie for uh, the Caps, Brayton Holtley, uh, just hopefully just really stood uh, stand uh, stood out tonight. 28 saves, a 9.33 save average. He came to play. Like I said, they had at least four players uh, from the Knights with at least four shot uh, three shot attempts. Excuse me, a couple players with. Two to uh, just about everybody on that team, uh, at least from what I looked uh, looked at, had at least one shot attempt. So a uh, pretty good, uh, actually a really great game from Brayden Holt, uh, Holtley. Uh, in terms of uh, the Caps, 
they had a, a, a good game. Um, a very good team game, by the way, actually. Uh, Ivegni, uh, Kuzentov had four assists. Nicholas Backstrom also chipped in with three assists. TJ Oshie had a goal. John Carlson had a goal. Brett Connolly had a goal. Mikhail Kempney had a goal, and then we, it all ended off with Devontae smith Pelly with a goal. Ovechkin, he also uh, helped out with an assist. And this is really cool because a lot has been said about the Capitals in the last um, 10 or so years. Uh, well, actually, really, uh, since Ovechkin's been around, this is kind of cool to see if they're able to win it now. Um, because there's a lot been that's been said. I mean, even as me being a casual fan, I do know that that Washington, uh, that the Capitals do have issues in the playoffs, and they have been given that choker tag at times. They've struggled to get out of the second round for a lot of years, especially against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this is good, especially for a player like Alexander Ovechkin, who's been with Washington since 2002. It's good to kind of see, you know, him finally, you know, see all his hard work pay off. It's been a long ride for him. Um like I said, he part, you know, he, he had his assists. He didn't, he didn't score, uh, in this game, but, um, he's been active in this series and it would be, it would be good to see him finally, you know, after, you know, his whole career playing and going through what he's been through with this team. Uh, like I said, he's been there since 2002. Uh, since I was in sixth grade. I remember when he was drafted. Um, that's one of the few hockey players that I do know about, but, um, Again, great, great team game from them. Like I said, seven assists in total. Uh, and they're, they're looking to close out the series. So it was a good game, uh, at least from the Caps uh, point of view. The thing with them now is can they can they close out the series again? Because, like I said, they have a history of letting leads go and, you know, having series fall, uh, a series fall apart. So let's see if they can, you know, close out that choker tag and, you know, really get it done for the capital, for the capital city. So, um, you know what? I, I, I've, I've always been an Ovechkin fan. I follow the caps, uh, a little bit more so than other teams. So, I mean, I would, I, I'm going to give them the nod. I would hope for them to get that win. So I'm going to go with the caps to close it out. All right, guys, we're going to take another break and we're going to come back with some NBA news. I'm going to talk a little bit of draft news and then we're going to end everything off with some Golden State Cleveland. Y'all stay tuned. Thank you. All right, y'all. So um, let's get into this NBA and we're going to talk about the draft first. And it's pretty much um, I'm not going to say a lock for some teams, but for one team in particular, I feel. I pretty much am going to go on a limb and say I pretty much know who they're going to pick. Uh, let's start. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the Knicks. And this year, the Knicks got the ninth pick. And I think at this point, it's kind of obvious where they're going to go with. I think, you know, if he's there, um, they're, they're, I think they're going to take a, a, a chance on Trey Young. Now, he's an attacking guard, somebody that they can put next to Frank Nilakina, who's, you know, who who's more, you know, defensive on the defensive side. And, and I think they could, you know, definitely do, you know, they got Chris stops there, of course. So, and I think Nilakina can definitely pass the luck ball a little bit. You know, possibly get another power forward or small forward. They have a solid team there. 
But I say that because they've pretty much been the main team that's been working with him the past couple of weeks. Now, on top of that, he only did pretty much limit himself uh, by saying he's only going to be working out with four teams anyways. And that included the Knicks. It was also going to be the Bulls, Orlando, and then the Hawks. So, um, I'm not too sure in terms of need in terms of the rest of those teams, in terms of guard, I, I would say possibly Orlando. Um, definitely Atlanta would need a guard, but I don't think he would want to go to Atlanta right now. I don't think Atlanta, it's it's going to be a, a tough role for Atlanta. I think he probably wants to be on a team that might be able to compete. I think he wants to be on. A, he would want to be on a team that can start competing a little bit quicker than Atlanta. I think Atlanta is completely in shutdown mode, and as opposed to still building or getting pieces together to go on a, a visual, a visual run. As far as Orlando goes, I think it's the same situation, but I think they would need a guard, um, just probably as much as New York. But again, I think New York of all the teams that want him, possibly Chicago, but I'd say New York uh, is probably more along the lines to 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 kind of because I know they can attract a free agent at some point. Uh, it's a bigger market, of course, they're gonna attract free agents. So I think eventually New York could possibly, like I said, New York is probably in better position to make a run in the next few years as opposed to the other the other three teams however it's tough to see really how f- if they take a chance because there's also if they take a chance on you because the only re- well the only one reason i would say that is because there's a chance that luka Doncic could fall there's um a lot that's been that's not so much that you know there's flaws in his game per se as well, but there's so many other players that are available, and these and different teams might you know well are gonna have different needs. Like another top pick out there would be for the Mavericks. They would be looking for somebody like a a Mo Bamba at their position. Kings could also want Doncic. Could take Doncic at two. However, there 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 is it has been confirmed that they're not necessarily super high on him. Um, there's still a possibility that he that Doncic goes number one because the coach that the Suns have now coached uh, was a former coach of Doncic of Luka Doncic. So there's a possibility that he could go there, but I think Aiden is a is a lock for the Suns. Uh, pretty much at that first pick, he's a lock. Um, I don't think. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think he. I don't think Aiden. I'm sorry. I, yeah, DeAndre Aiden goes first. Uh, Doncic, I, I think the, the the Kings may be saying that just to throw people off, because in reality he's probably he's definitely one of the best players in terms of accomplishments. He already has a whole lot of uh, international experience playing in Spain, deep international experience in terms of winning championships and going to playoffs and stuff. Uh, he's been playing for a while as well. He's I, I believe since fifteen something like that. So he's pretty seasoned. Um, the the Knicks wouldn't hurt from his services, that's for damn sure. But then again, like I said, they're not super high on him, so there's a possibility that he drops. So if he's available, Trey Young's available, Marvin Bagley's available, there's a possibility that all these guys can be available, Mo Bamba. So in reality, I do think the 
the uh, Knicks, but at, at the same time, I do believe that Knicks at number nine will be more suited going with Trey Young. If he's available at number nine, that's who they're going to go with. That's the guy that they've been pretty much working out this entire time. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Well, let's wrap this all up tonight. We're going to talk about game three. And uh, what can you say? Warriors got it done again. Third quarter. Um, Kevin Durant had one of his best games in the playoffs in this finals, particularly 43 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. Came through in that fourth quarter. Golden State wins 110 102. Uh, Curry had an ugly game. Well, yeah, yeah, by his standards, 11 points, six assists. Thompson had 10 points. Draymond Green, I believe, had 10 points as well. Uh, Livingston did have eight points off the bench that I felt that were crucial for them, for Golden State. But uh, overall, Durant just came through when needed. 43 points, highest score on both teams. Uh, definitely needed on uh, Golden State's end. Um, again, uh, it was a game where Cavs started out hot. They had a great first quarter, was blowing them out. first, uh, But it ended kind of close. Uh, and then it kind of went from there back and forth. It was a, it was a pretty solid game uh, for the most part on the Cavs. LBJ got... 33 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, a triple, another triple-double, his 10th in the finals. Love didn't do so bad either, 20 points, 13 rebounds. J.R. Smith even tried uh, tried to help out tonight. J.R. Smith, uh, he had 13 points, but then he, there, there was, well, he, he was cold. There was just shots that he, just ill-advised shots that he took that just wasn't going in, so... That's crazy. It's just crazy. But one, but one surprising thing though that I have to take away from this game, I wasn't expecting this. Rodney Hood came out of nowhere and he scored 15 points, and then had to get six rebounds. Now I'm, I'm surprised he even alive. I'm sitting like, where the hell he come from? He even got involved in this game, and it still wasn't gonna happen. It still wasn't gonna happen for the Cavs. And it sucks because it's looking like it's gonna be a sweep. A ugly sweep on top of that, just getting blown out every night. But I mean, that's the best team in the league, and I, and it's cold because I think Rodney Hood kind of getting into the group, getting his little fifteen points. You know, I think you know it's just indicative of what I was saying about a week ago when I said this team is is learning to play together on the fly. So they're gonna they're not gonna look all you know cohesive at first but eventually the pieces might come together but it's hard to do that at this point in time this is the nba finals and you playing against the damn warriors shit ain't, you ain't gonna just beat them like that you know mm. you know it and it sucks i mean for lebron you know because i mean he's he's playing his heart out but I mean, when you playing against that ensemble, one of those players could either Curry, Thompson, or Durant. And we've seen it. We've seen it in this series. We've seen it throughout the playoffs. We've seen it the past few years, you know, in the regular season of the playoffs. One of these players could just have a, a monster game, and, and that's your whole game. That's, you know, you lost. You know, um, taking nothing away from the Warriors. I'm taking another, nothing away from the Warriors this game. Um they came, they made the, they, they started off struggling right there in the fourth, uh, first quarter. Uh, I remember, uh, Cleveland jumping out to almost like 
you know, like 14, 8, something like that, 14, 2, something like that, 14, 4, I think it was like 14, 4. And they just chipped away at that lead, got it, got it really close. I think they were down by like a point first quarter, second quarter, uh, took a lead and held it into halftime, came back, and, you know, the score, I mean, the game was, I mean, entertaining uh, up until, like, well, I mean, it was entertaining throughout. Uh, just Golden State just made the shots that counted in the end, and like I said, Jr. missed a couple of shots that he could have made. Possibly, um, he has some ugly shots. I can't really take it with nothing away from LeBron. You can't really take nothing away from a triple double. Uh, you know, Kevin Love, he got his thirteen. He got him a double double. Just you win some, you lose some. <laughs> And you lose a lot sometimes when you play the Warriors. <laughs> you lose, you lose by a lot too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think come Friday it's a sweep. Um, or if not, then definitely the Warriors win the Oracle Arena. Yeah, give y'all one last shot at the Oracle before they see y'all next year in Frisco. <laughs> Well, on that note, y'all, I'm going to call it a night. We will be back tomorrow. You know we're going to go through the world on the street. And you know we're going to go through the sport news. And uh, we might even have a special, spe- some special for y'all. Maybe another movie review. Who knows? We will be back tomorrow. This is never out of bounds. Much love. Good night.